Hey guys, it's Tyler. This is Chris. And we are glad that you're back to hear more about what's going on in our lives and what Impact Charlotte is doing on campus. Uh, today I want to talk about uh, our families and our kids, share a little bit about campus culture, um, share some, some student highlights, and we're really excited to talk about some surveys we've done and what we're learning from them. And before we start, I want to thank all of our supporters for caring about UNCC and believing in what God is doing through impact to make a difference. We couldn't do what we do without your continued generosity and prayers. So how is the, the Barron household? So actually, the Barron household is doing great. <laughs> actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so after we got Lydia's second or two-month appointment, the doctor said that she can sleep through the night without a feeding. Mm -hmm. And Megan and I were like, okay, no expectations. But it's been two nights in a row really? where she has slept through the night. So she's still going to bed around 10. But she doesn't wake up till um, I think this morning she came out at like eight or really? seven thirty eight. Yeah, Ellie and I were in the living room watching a little blippy first thing in the morning, <laughs> and then Mama came out, and then Elliot was like, "Mama," <laughs> she doesn't usually come out till later. So, yeah, things are things are turned a corner, and mm. Lydia lets me hold her for more than five minutes at a time. So things are looking, really looking up. Big yeah. things are happening yeah. in the Baron household. Yes. And Megan started, she just finished her first week back in counseling. She only has five clients right now. Right. So it's small steps, but she feels pretty good about it. So, so is there just, it's a completely different like vibe in the morning? I think so. It's only been like two days, so oh, we don't wanna, we're not jinxing yeah. anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, zero, zero expectations for a little girl. <laughs> you to just be good. think it's a fluke. This is not. Real yeah, that's life how yet. that's how we're operating right now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, other other than that, I mean, how's yeah. Elliot? He's fine. He's he's great. Doing his he's, usual stuff. Yeah, he's doing his usual stuff. So, shout out to Blippy. <laughs> Teaching him how to count colors, so. Nice. Yeah. How about, about the corn household? Uh, nothing. Nothing extraordinary. Nothing incredibly new. We did um, sleep train Liam, which is a pretty pretty big deal for us. Yes. Yeah. So we're a few yes. months ahead of of you guys with Lydia. He's um, five months? Yeah, he was five months on the 8th. And um, okay. with Lucas, we... We didn't help him learn how to sleep. I don't like using the word sleep train. Sure. Because it, it feels like, you know, like you train a dog or like sure. a pet. Sure. Right? No, we're just helping right, Liam right, right. learn how to put himself to sleep. Which is wild, right? It's just yes. like, all you got to do is close your eyes and <laughs> just <laughs> Don't even think up. about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, with Lucas, we started later. Um, but with Liam, yeah, we, we just did that this a couple weeks ago. And he's absolutely crushing it down at like 6 30 7 o'clock sleeping for at least 12 hours so life is that's just like pretty good a christmas present it is Ugh, i cannot wait it is I cannot wait it, and it really does change it changes everything because yeah. 
no longer are we anticipating waking, waking up in the middle of the night, having to feed him, having to console him. You know, we're expecting. Yeah. I, I get I get a full night's rest for the first time in, you know, five months. Yeah. Um, and then you wake up feeling energized and refreshed. Yeah. Finally. And there's like order, right? There's finally like yeah, some sort of like rhythm. So, so now even with his naps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not this this drawn out scenario where it was usually Lauren having to go back into his room and right. who knows how long it would take him to fall asleep. Now we just have the rhythm and the routine. Yeah. And he knows what to do. Now you can and, actually get back to like soccer training since Charlotte FC season comes out next <laughs> year. So it right does now. open up it does <laughs> yeah. open up some space to start exercising again. Yes, which is exciting. How um, how much weight do you think you've gained? You don't gain weight, though. <laughs> I definitely gain weight. So, I guess we can talk about this. Be real, real fast. <laughs> yeah. When Liam was born, I actually started losing weight. See, that's that's crazy, man. I started losing all my, you know, all the muscle that I had, which was not, okay, okay. really, not anything. Um, but then that quickly turned to do me gaining back right. weight. Because then, yeah, we were just starting to eat whatever we wanted to. So, um, but enough about that. So yeah, life is life is pretty good in the house. Lucas is, you know, just continually being a tornado of a child mm-hmm. most days and um, doing what he wants, but he's a blast. He's he's fun to be around and still my favorite thing to do is just be outside with him and go yeah. in the woods or play with rocks or get into the dirt. <laughs> um, all those little kid things are yeah, are really fun. Other than that, it's just been yeah. Okay, so we went to a um, men's uh, UNC Charlotte men's soccer game oh, last night, yeah. right, with some other people. Um, what What are your takeaways from this? I mean, I hadn't been to a, a sporting event on campus before Liam was born, right? So, um, my really, my my... My take, well, I have to remember um, what it was like when I was a student and the kind of culture that was created, I was a part of creating, yada, yada, yada. There were students, you know, standing up for the whole game, always chanting, singing something. They had, you know, horns or drums or whatever it was. Last night was a very different experience. Um, Everybody was sitting down, and it was the first round of, the NCAA yeah. tournament too. So it wasn't game, just like a yes. regular season game yes. in the middle of the yes. the year. It was like you win and you move on, or you lose yeah. and you're done. Your season is over with. These seniors, yeah. you know, they're not going to play maybe another competitive game the rest of their lives. Spoiler: It was their last game, <laughs> right? Yeah, like we a, lost. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there was just there were there were some some chance starting of 49ers and. There were some Barely. Horns. Oh my gosh. I was cringing. It was bad. It was Ugh, really bad. It, was... It, w- it wasn't like how they, they used to do it, right? Yeah. No. People were standing up the whole game, singing and yeah. chanting the whole game, yelling at the refs, um, yelling at like the other team and like the other fans. It's just a very, very different culture. And I'm not sure what has happened. So, like, I don't have the inside scoop on Niner Nation and the Well, there is no Niner Nation, stuff. right? Oh, yeah. So, like, what my understanding is there used to be this Niner Nation, like, as an organized group? Yes. Right? It was an actual yes. student organization. Yes. And then, and the more you are part of it, like, the better seats you got 
at like basketball still, games. I, now we're just talking about things we really don't understand. Yeah. But I, those those things happen for the football games. So I think football has taken yes. the majority of that enthusiasm and school spirit. And they've, you know, if you want to be part of Niner Nation and be a good, I don't know, student cheerleader, right, essentially. Right, right, right. Like, you're going to do that at the football games. And that's really promoted. That's really encouraged. Yeah. But I haven't seen anything for people to do that at any other sporting event. Yeah, no, I haven't so been I to know. a basketball game in right? a couple of years yeah. either. So. But it was just, yeah, it was really, really discouraging. And, and kind of like, what's, really, go- it what's really going was. on? What's going on? Yeah. So... Yeah, because the last, yeah. I mean, when we were students, right? I mean, people were, were painting up. They had their yeah. scarves, yes. had their horns yes. and drums. and oh. It was just, there was times or stretches where it was just completely silent. Yes. On like, literally you could like hear what's going on in the field. And that was like, I was like shocked yeah. that there was no noise. I don't know. It was weird. And it was more embarrassing that the... Other teams, like 20 drunken parents. Yeah. Georgia making, State. Georgia like, State were making more noise. Who knew that even noise. existed yes. before last night? Yeah. So. I had no idea. And it was, it was, yeah. I don't know. I felt disappointed. <laughs> Not just because we lost. No, no. I don't, I didn't really, I wasn't following the season at all. So I was more disappointed in like the school spirit. Yeah. And, and maybe COVID had something to do with that. I think it definitely had something you to do know? with that. Because like, like we're saying, um, there's two classes of freshmen. Yes. Right? These The sophomores last year was obviously yes. like less than ideal. And they yes. really don't know what it's like to be part of campus and then what is the culture like at sporting yes. events. Yes. And they're, so they're just there to be see what happens. Yes. And then the seniors have graduated. Yes. Right? And the juniors, they had their, their junior year, or who are now seniors, like, where are they at? Yeah, but they're probably more off campus now because they're... Right. Yeah, because even, even, like, we were talking about this, too. Like, we were in Prospector the other day. This is, like, inside talk for alumni, yeah. right? Prospector used to be really, or maybe the, I'm talking about the top part of Prospector, so where yeah. Salsaritas is. Yeah. They used to be pretty crowded throughout most of the day. Um, but we were in there, and it was, like, pretty empty. I just don't think people know. I honestly don't think people know Salsarita exists on campus. Um, yeah. I, people know that Chick-fil-A exists. For sure. And I think people... I don't even know if people go to... Um, people know Bojangles exists. It's in the union now right. for an update. <laughs> Bojangles and Wendy's are in the union. And then... Um, what's the Chinese place? Panda, Panda Express, Express yeah. is in After Hours. Yeah. But I'm shocked how many freshmen don't know the words After Hours. Yeah. Right? When you say, let's meet yeah. at After Hours. They don't know where that is. Well, I think a lot of students... They're, they now have the ability to go get their food and take it back to their room. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point, too. So I think that's changing a lot of just organic, natural hangout time. Yes. During lunch. Yeah, in between classes. Yes. They used to just like, yeah, okay, I'll just spend two hours yes. in Prospector and just hang out, do work. But yeah. now I can go back to my room with my Bojangles. Yep. That's easy. Yeah. That's really easy. So I think that has changed a whole lot about how students interact with each other and then just how they spend their time. Yeah, COVID really turned into this black hole of culture where all the culture got lost <laughs> inside yes. of it for like yes. a year and a half. Yeah, and, and it's going to so, take yes. longer yes. to even get any kind of yeah. semblance of that back. Yeah.
All right, Chris, where are we at in the semester? So after the first about two and a half weeks, um, those, those weeks are pretty vital in finding new students um, and figuring out who we're going to invest in. I think we've crossed over to now. We know who's going to stick around um, after hearing our vision, our story, and what we're actually trying to do on campus. And it's a time of like just beginning the long discipleship process. Yeah. So we're in a lot of conversations um, where we see a lot of introducing new paradigms, like thinking through the gospel as we're actually explaining the gospel probably mm-hmm. the first time in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and just getting to know more of students where they're at and they're like, I don't know, how do I say this? Their they're good habits and bad habits. Well, yeah, because we're building trust. Yes, right? exactly. Through the process, yes. relationships. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah and, and I think it becomes more of this relational building time where they, as they trust us more, they are revealing more. And we are just hearing more of their story and just asking more questions and like figuring out what makes them say what they're saying. Yeah. So yeah. are there any stories or students that stick out to you? Yeah, there's um we met this this one guy early on in the semester. We you know, we posted up with our whiteboard sign and he came up and he said, What this is what is this about? And so we gave him the spiel. And I think that was right before Megan went into labor. So okay, I started right, right. meeting with him just by myself. Right. Um, and the first, you know, the first time that we hung out, I shared with him, um, at the very least, the gospel. Um, and then maybe, like, our vision, and then maybe, like, the identity triangle. And he ate it up. He absolutely ate it up. Um, and I could tell that something, like, it really hit him in a different way. And I didn't know anything about his story, real, honestly, like, really nothing about him. But I could just see it in his eyes that this is, like, this might not be new information. Right. But for some reason, this is doing something inside of him. Um, and, and long story short, um, he has been a part of a lot of legalistic churches mm. in his life. Um, his parents are very, very um, hard on him and legalistic as well. And so the news I was sharing with him was really good about not having to perform for God, um, not having to do anything for him to actually feel love. Right. Um, and so this semester really has been about working through all of his religiosity, yes. all of the Christian things that he yes. has been taught but really doesn't understand. And so... You have all these swirling ideas in yes. your head that you don't understand. Yes. And it really, it, what happens is, is people just don't know. Yes. And so they believe in something that's not actually true. Yes. Like, I have to love God for him to love me. Right. right. I have to do things for him so that he can bless me. Uh, and I, I think I just had a conversation with him, was it last week or the week before, that he he's really scared that if he, he's really scared that if he, if he sins, then God is going to take a step away mm. from his relationship with him and let bad things happen to him. Wow, that's... That's real. Oh, that's also very scary he, in his head, and, right? And like, I, that's I, his reality. And that's, I asked him, dude, are you, are you scared of God sometimes? <laughs> so, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and, and I, I did not grow up like that. And right. so that's... It's still very, very... 
um, I don't know, jarring in some situations. Like, how can you believe that? Right. Um, but people really are brought up in these kinds of cultures and traditions. Yeah. It's really interesting because I think what we are doing on campus is addressing the question of, like, okay, we're concerned about where are the disciples, right? Mm-hmm. So what does a disciple do? And part of that is, like, setting up realistic rhythms with God and also equipping them to share their faith and disciple others. Right. But a lot of people who grew up in the church see that as, like, what Christians are supposed to do. So when we meet these Christians right. and we're telling them, hey, we want to empower and equip you, a lot of, them, a lot of times they're, they're like, oh, this is the next step I'm supposed to do in my legalistic worldview Correct. Christianity. Correct. Um, but then as we are talking to them, we first actually introduce the gospel mm-hmm. and say, like, this is what we believe in, which um, compels us to do this out of love. And, but those things are not usually um, connected to each other in right. their head. Right. And it yeah. becomes this, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? This, like, or it's, it's like they can't switch it off. Right? We, there's another girl we've been talking to. She grew up in a very legalistic household, I feel like, in church. Yeah. And I think the more, like, we are, I mean, we talked about Second Corinthians 5.17, the other day now we're a new creation all this through christ um and we're ambassadors right and asking the question do you believe that you are an ambassador that represents like god in his kingdom because of what god's because of what jesus has done for you right? right and her answer was right like she knew the right answer mm-hmm. she's supposed to say yes mm-hmm. but in her heart she's like no because i'm not doing enough christian things correct which is like right Surely God wants me to do more. Yes. First, I need to do all these things. Right. Then I can represent the kingdom of God. Correct. And in fact, the kingdom of God is represented by brokenness <laughs> and a redeemer. Right. right? Yes. Like, but yes. they don't, when they grow up with like, I should be doing more, they're never going to want to do more. Yeah. Because there's so much to work on themselves. Right. Yeah, and, so. And, and so when we talk about what does it look like for you to share the gospel? Yes. Or start discipling your friends. They see that as performance. Yes. And like you said yes. before, not as a response yes. to their actual relationship with God. That's based solely on what he's already done, yeah. not on what they think they can do for God. Yes. And so it's it's more of a task-oriented yeah. conversation to them. But to us, it's like, oh, no, you understand that your yes. relationship with God is unconditional. Yes. Therefore, live out of that place. And yes. we would want to do these things right that's just being obedient and and but when so for us though that form of sharing the gospel becomes a conversation because it's something you know in your heart right right so an example of that is another girl try not to name names it's hard (laughs) um she was talking about she was hanging out with a guy and they were talking about god and it became very conversational and she said she felt the spirit um telling her not to make it like argumentative like a debate right right? but instead she was compelled to ask more questions and as he answers um she would ask more questions about getting to his like where is like your worldview rooted in right um and for us that is the conversation about sharing the gospel right because it becomes like how are you being informed of how you see yourself in the world because for us it is like 
this God that loves us no matter what. And I think she was trying to do it in a way that is actually conversational. Right. Which is not, and not just a script, and not out of, like, fear that if I don't do it all, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot less pressure if your responsibility is just to ask questions and get to know the person. Yes, right? just you, get to know the person. <laughs> right, yeah. yes. Which is, like, yeah. another paradigm shift that yeah. students have to have to work through. Right. Um, that it is not, it's not a, it's not an event where I have yes, to present the evangelism present, time. I have to present yes. the facts. Yes. And if you don't believe in them, then I guess I'm moving on. Yeah. Now we're talking to students about actually knowing their friends. Yes. Knowing their story, knowing their worldview. Yeah. So when the gospel does come up or you feel like the spirit is calling you to share something, you can apply it. You yes. have the context and yes. you know you know what to say. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just so, so different for these students. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's exciting it to, to, exciting. See, to see their, exciting. the little wheels in their heads yes. start to turn and like the paradigms, you can see it in their yeah. eyes, like the light bulb goes off or it turns off, you know, yeah. like it, yeah. it's, it's, it's both. Um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. It's just good to see that the conversations that we're having, having, are not just fun for us or exciting for us, but there are fruit in these students' yes. lives. When they yes. when they are hearing the Spirit say, don't start an argument. Right. Don't try to just like say your piece, but listen yes. and ask questions. Yes. For, that, I mean, that's a fruit of the Spirit, yeah. 100%. <laughs> So what else have we been doing on campus? Well, we've started doing um, a few different things just to reach new students. In October, um, about a month ago, we we still felt like we could reach new students. This We mm-hmm. still felt like we had the capacity um, and obviously the desire to meet more students, to have more conversations, to see if God was... Um, leading us into more relationships with students, right. but we didn't want to do it how we've been doing it, you know, the, um, for the for the semester. We didn't want to do like more signs, right? Um, just to get people to have a conversation. So right. um, we started doing some surveys, right? And we have done surveys before. I think we we did some last year and the year before. Yes, um, and they've been they've been helpful I think at the very least we've we've gotten some good data on um, how students think how they identify um, where they are spiritually right um, and that's essentially what we've been doing for the past month um, asking students you know if they've had a religious experience um, you know, we've, we've asked them to describe it in three words uh, to describe Christianity in three words describe Jesus in three words um, just to see if there's a difference in how they experienced religion or Christianity, how would they um, describe Christianity, and then how would they describe Jesus, to see right. if there's any big difference. Right. From our perspective, um, which really didn't end up happening in these surveys, we thought that there would be a, a, a big difference in how people thought Christianity, how they experienced it, and yes. then... Um, who Jesus actually is, right. but I don't. I don't remember how many of these we did. Probably like at least a hundred. Right. We'll say at least a hundred of these surveys. The majority of students, I mean, it lined up. 
their experience with Christianity yes. was a good experience, and um, they they thought and know that that is what Jesus is as well. Right. And so we thought there's going to be a bigger difference. And so from so we got that data, and we're like, okay. So the majority of students have had a Christian experience. Yes. We were also wondering, and a pretty positive one, right? Yes. Yeah, which was not our. Yes. Was not not is that, yes. that wasn't our assumption. Yes. We were, we were thinking that it was going to be actually very opposite. Yes. Because we want to work with students across the spectrum, but really with students who have had a bad experience. Right. With yes. Christianity yes. to offer them right this right. different way of looking at it. That just didn't happen from right. the people that we talked to. Because it's also like point of the surveys is also to um, produce like conversation. Yes. Right. It's just yeah. hopefully then we ask them like, what are your answers? Like, why did you put down what you put? Yeah, it wasn't just talk through, right? we weren't just trying to collect yes, data. Yes, yes. It's a way to yes. have conversations, of course. Um, and and so if we if we know that majority of students are Christian and their experiences are positive. Yes. Um, we we then wanted to see okay who is really interested in um, sharing the gospel and making disciples right? right who who wants to be more than just a student on campus so looking for those people of peace the people yeah. that are are already thinking about these things who 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 don't want to just be part of a church and then be an attendee mm-hmm. and be a volunteer and just do the right. usual thing right right and we were looking for a different kind of student. Um, and so we did a second survey, asking people basically, basically those questions, and we really didn't find anybody that were like, yes, we want to do what you're talking about at all. Right. It came very different. So the first one was basically everyone said they were Christian. Right. And the second one, we made a distinction of like, you could check between four boxes right it's like non-religious i'm religious but i'm content with where i am spiritually yes and i think most people just said i'm content where i am spiritually right because the last one last two boxes were like i'm christian or like i'm and i want to know more take the next step then you take the next step and the last one is like i want to do more than just like be an attendee and play church games yeah um but no one I don't think anyone really checked the last two. Maybe a hand. Yeah, maybe yeah. a hand. And if they did, they were already part of something. Organization. So all of a yeah. sudden, it was like we realized we're dealing with a lot of just Christians who are complacent where they are spiritually. <laughs> like that's for us. That seems I mean, like yeah. to be majority of yeah. campus. It's like they have this inherited like Christianity that they're okay with. Yeah. So that's what we're like. Okay. Which is also not a surprise, though. It's not a surprise. Because we, yeah. you know, we're it's in the Bible true. Belt. Yeah. Right? Everybody knows, yeah. like, yeah. the Bible, I guess, or has an idea what the Bible yeah. is. And the yeah. family would say that they're Christian. So, yeah, my family's Christian. Yeah. I'm Christian. So, yeah. So then um, we then started to think about, okay, we want to do well, a different survey. Well, oh. first, tell, tell the success of the surveys. How many, like, numbers and <laughs> oh how gosh. many follow-ups did we get <laughs> we out got, of all these surveys? Well, I, I think we got plenty of numbers. That's true. We got plenty of numbers. We got plenty of numbers. Yes. The num- getting numbers is not the problem. Yes. It's um, uh, getting a Follow-ups. hangout, a yeah. follow-up after. So, yeah. I mean, we probably texted around 20 to 30 students. And, I don't know, maybe two responded yeah, back? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Two? Yes. And I had one guy respond back to me and we met up twice sharing with him the gospel, 
a vision. He said that he's a Christian. He's a he he's not from the states. Um, but yeah, just a, a very um, I don't know he, he's not apathetic, but he's just right now not in the space to right. to want to do anything else with it, which is totally fine. Right, right? we're all on our on our, on our unique journey. Um, but yeah, success when it came to like. <laughs> Building yeah. relationships yeah. didn't happen. Because I think the point of this, too, is we're trying to figure out what do students really want yeah. or need. Yes. Right? Yes. So we're just trying to figure out, okay, if we are going to try to reach new students, what's the best way to do it? And at the same time, figure out where most students are. Right. So getting it, small slices right. of the culture. It, it is a small slice, too, because yes. we only can only do so many. Yes. Out of 30,000 <laughs> students. Yeah, we only yes. do so many surveys. Yeah. Um, so that was a little disappointing, but I think that's the reality. Yes. You know? But it's informing more about like who if we're gonna talk to like almost a random student on campus, right. majority of the times this is who's gonna be. Right. So right. how do we yeah, what language do we use? Yes. Uh, what yeah. perspective, yeah, what context. So um, so yeah, and then this past week we, we did another survey. Um, but this this was strictly just to it's data collection. <laughs> collect yeah. collect yeah. data. Uh, wasn't to get numbers, and that's kind of how we approached people. Like, hey, I'm just doing a survey on campus, not trying to get your name and your yeah. number, not yeah. trying to have a weird conversation. Um, what was that survey like? Well, it was, I think, your idea, because I think you just wanted to ask the question, like, what do students need the most right now? Right. So this is, I'm going to read out to you what we wrote. So if you're, if you're not following along, if you're not able to follow along, it's too bad. So we said, what do you need most in your life? Circle up to three. Cut out toxic friends, be a better student, work on my relationships, find genuine relationships, work on my mental health, stop doing toxic things, limit social media, find my purpose, work on my spirituality, love myself better. So we did this, we said like, let's just try to do 200 um, in a day um, and we did that, and I'm, I'm give the audience, all you know, twelve of you, <laughs> a chance to guess which one was the highest. It was um, work on my mental health, which was really interesting for us. Yeah. Um, the second was um, be a better student. Third was so it was 109 people said work on my mental health. 92 said be a better student, 72 said limit social media, and then... 70 said love myself. Love myself. Yeah. And then find genuine relationships, 60 of them said that, then 52 said find my purpose, and then 43 said work on my relationships, 29, so the second to last, said work on my spirituality. And then last was cut out toxic friends. Yeah. So it really is not a surprise. These, yeah, these, these tallies are not a surprise. Like a, a, a lot of students have become more aware yeah. of the mental health conversation at yeah. the very least. Yeah. And so 109 out of 200 students surveyed said, yes. I need to work on my mental health. Yes. Not a surprise. That's not shocking. To me at least. Yeah. I guess it's not. Because no. I guess the phrase mental health is so much into right. in the air right now. And what does that actually mean? You know, does that actually That's mean what, yes. like, yes. I, I, not to downplay mental health, but um, 
this is just me like I'm just in a hard season of life yes. and I need to take a break. I'm a hot mess right now. Right. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Like I, I I just need I just need some space from yeah. things so I need to I need to work on my mental health. Yeah. Or is it actually no, I you know, I'm struggling with depression. I'm struggling with anxiety yeah. and stress and I need help. Right. I need somebody to talk to. Um, I need to do things in my life to set my mental health up for success. Who so we and we didn't define any of these phrases either. Yes, so there's that's true. you know, we have to have the context as well. Um, and, and and for me it wasn't a surprise that um, seventy students said they need to love themselves better. Because that's yeah. that's I mean, I think that's also connected the, to like, the mental health yes. realm, right? Yeah. But seventy two said I need to limit social media, which yeah. was a little surprising. Yeah. Um, because everybody's just always on their phone. So there, I think there is a there's a slice of campus there that realizes, okay, I I am on my phone too much, or I'm just doing bad things on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's true. Too. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. Ninety two students said they need to be a better student. Of yeah. Course. That's everyone should have put that down. Actually, <laughs> yes. so. always room for yes. improvement. Yes. Um, but only twenty nine said they they need to work on their spirituality. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, we're we're still trying to figure out, like, sift through this information yeah. because I think we asked the question, like, what can we um, bring up to students that would spark interest in something that's actually meaningful to them? Um, and I don't. We still know how to do that. If you have a good idea, please let us know. <laughs> yeah. um, we're yeah. still trying to actually like hear what students have to say, yeah. um, and so we're actually trying to get relay good news to them yeah. and what part of doing that is like figuring out what they need the most right how do we communicate with them yeah. using their language using the things yeah. that they're already thinking about in their head yeah um, yeah and then it's primarily um, what are new things we can do next semester yeah right if it's yes different kind of signage or we do different events or, or we just present what we do in a different way right that connects with what whatever they're right. thinking about so yeah, it doesn't. It just. It wasn't just data collection. Yes. So yeah. Yes. But yeah, it will take. It will take a while for us to, to pray about and, and sift through what does this actually mean. Yeah. For campus and then what does it mean? What do we do in response? Yeah. Yeah. To these numbers. So what can you guys be praying for on campus? Um, we are recording this the Friday before Thanksgiving, and so students are preparing to go home, and a lot of those homes are not healthy. Uh, a lot of students that, um, that we know are, are part of very, very dysfunctional families, and going home is not a fun thing to do. They're not looking forward to it. Um, pray for those situations. Pray that they can find some space and some peace in the middle of the craziness of, of the Thanksgiving holiday. And then when they get back, there's only one week of uh, classes left. One full week of classes left. So uh, exams are on the mind already. There's a lot of stress and anxiety happening already. Yeah, so pray for their mental health. Um, pray that they don't turn to unhealthy habits, uh, but to healthy habits. Um, yeah, and pray for Chris and, for Chris and Tyler, as we are um, obviously still in relationship with these students, and pray that we are listening to God. Um, and how we can um, appropriately and healthily um, care for these students in, in a really stressful time of the season. Knowing that um, ministry looks different these, 
this, this next month, this last month of the semester, um, understanding that students have other priorities, um, that they are here to be a student. Um, but, but pray that they, they, can, they can call Chris and Tyler whenever they want, um, if they are struggling with something, if they just want to hang out, uh, if they just want to text, if they, if they need a conversation. Yeah, pray that, pray that Chris and Tyler are hearing from God, taking the time to, to listen and to how effectively minister to these students in this season of life.